Welcome to the Coin Off Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experiences and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, Coin Opians. This week, Stephen picks up where he left off last time on his expose of the mobile gaming industry, where his harmless flirting in Mafia City turns into a threesome involving two trans people. What do they think of his dick pic? You'll find out that and more. But first, Chris recalls getting pulled over on his birthday while en route to Las Vegas. He discusses the letter versus the spirit of the law and draws a fine line in the sand. We're trying out the shorter format to release an episode for you guys each week. So, uh, yeah, uh, we read feedback this week, actually. So if you haven't already, drop us a line. If you want to comment, we'll read your mail on air. Subscribe, like, follow, rate us. Be sure to spread the word about this episode to your friends. You don't want to miss this one. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts, anywhere you find your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, so take a listen to past episodes and get all caught up because you deserve it. Now, I just switched cameras to the main stage. Whoa, Steven is fired up this week. Look at that guy. Wow. I wonder what he's talking about. Huh. I bet it's about fantasy football, honestly. Yeah, that spirited buckaroo can't get enough of it. Let's hop over and uh, see what they're talking about. And then after we do that, we draft. This is, this, draft this is very upsetting to me. Why? Because I won't be there. <laughs> That's not that draft. This is a different. Oh, this is my work league. Oh, you should still be upset. Yeah, this is my, I am. I, I have multiple I leagues. I was invited to this one, so now I'm upset. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways. Uh, All right, gentlemen. Ready for that question, Let's Angel. get started. Just We're going to look at my chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go in order as you appear. Uh, with this opening question. The question is, you're on an uncharted island. Uh, if you discovered an uninhabited island and had no means to create your own society, what three unique laws or customs would you establish? So I'm on an island with a group of people. How big of a group of people? Uh, it's a general group, like 200 people. Oh, okay. Laws and customs for... Uh, first is... Um... And we're going to go in order. Okay. Who's in, who's, who's first, first up? Steven. Oh, great. Okay. So first, we're gonna we're gonna adopt a model of communism because I did this little experiment like this back it. in like eighth grade or tenth grade, somewhere around there. L- Lord of the Flies. Communism is a great ideology for a small group of people. That's the first thing. Oh, why? Well, if you think about it, a smaller group of people, you're all gonna pitch in on everything anyways, which is like the the main principle of communism is everybody just does their part and we all share the reward so we're all just trying to survive on this island there's only 200 of us you know we all have to play to our strengths and contribute what we can contribute but we should all take care of each other in a small group it's sustainable um first one second one is um i uh there's no uh monogamy allowed And we don't have time for jealousy and we don't have times for people to start making claims. Like if I want to, you know, fuck all the bitches on the island, I'm fucking all the bitches on the island. It's for the better good. So there's no relationships and there's no marriages allowed on the island. Okay. Anybody who falls in love will be stoned to death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. So aggressive. No, no, no. Just kidding. But like, no, monogamy will be uh, frowned upon as my first thing was communism, sharing, pitching in. You know, everybody shares the women and men on the island. Okay. Socialism, right? Yeah. And the last one, hmm, 
four day work week because you know we got to have some time to relax in the shade. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I can't think of. What three about there you go. What about the financial system, Stephen? I, I know that in the past we've talked about. I'll let you touch on that, Chris. Damn. Because I could. I didn't. My head wasn't thinking that way. My head was just thinking about how am I going to like get all these people to just kind of like work gotcha. together. Sounds like um, an island for stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I guess you don't like fucking bitches. Oh, wait till you get to my island, Stephen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I, like, right. like Stephen, I know in the past you've talked about it, you're like, hey, you know, you're you're a fan of there should be a threshold of wealth you're, you're able to uh, uh, accumulate to yourself. So I was gonna say, hey, this would be a perfect opportunity to put a cap. Say, hey, when you when you got nine sheep and five wives, that's that's the max. You tap out. No more drafting after that. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Steven. Next up in order, we have Chris. What up, Cowboys? So on this island, uh, which works out great because I love the island life. I like the idea of, uh, you know, just 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 enjoy it. You know, a lot of islands have uh, a lot of good things coming to you, like the land is fairly fertile right off the bat. You usually got a good fishing population. You got some good weather, you know, like uh, the I've always been a fan of the survival guide on you know bear grills or whatever it takes and it seems like it's the the order is you know you need you need like water shelter food those things and so i feel like when you're on a tropical island the shelter is important but not not immediate day one unless you got like hurricane hillary coming up the coast of uh baja california or something so but there's a few things that i would go after that i kind of modeled after what i like about the united states so my very very first idea is Whatever you're going to do, write it down. So I hate the whole thing of, hey, guys, let's talk about it. This is, this is how we want to manage this island. And then as time goes on, they're like, no, 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 that's not what you meant. Or that's not what we talked about. Or no, nah, he's not going exactly that way. So I'm always a big fan of whatever you do, you got to fig- figure a way to write it down. I don't know if we'll have paper or we got to etch it in stone or something. But get some written down so that you can pick your rules and not change. Um, the, the second one is... You need to you need to get some kind of like camaraderie and teamwork going because uh, I'm realizing that people work together when there's a common good, common interest. So I think the first thing you probably need to do is invent uh, invent some form of an enemy. Like there's native there's there's an indigenous tribe that's going to come and get us. So we need to figure out what to do. We need to start sharpening our spears or who's the spear maker here? You know those type of things. Um, Are you talking about like religion? The, no, it's actually it's actually that was the the third item I had. So uh, oh. the specific the the one thing that I always think is specific that you never want to encroach on someone. You know, I mean, hey, you know, someone says something that you don't like, you can be, hey, man, I don't like that or whatever. But the one thing that I think is smart that that, that way too many wars and dynasties and feuds have been fought over is religion. So I would right out the gate say, hey, freedom of religion. If that guy over there wants to worship this or this guy over here wants to think this or have this ideology he's got to let them do it as long i guess as long as their ideology doesn't include like sacrificing people because i i would think that people being sacrificed would be against their will so so write it down some kind of freedom of religion and then you got to create a common goal common purpose and you could do that by creating uh something that we got to team up against or something that binds us together you know like uh Anytime a country takes over another country, it's always the the invading army always has to be bigger than the defending army. The reason why is because the defending people 
they're actually defending their homes, like their backs against the wall. So they kind of, they're willing to go into it. So, uh, so for here, you want to be like, hey guys, this is our island. We got to protect it. We got to make it work. So, no. yeah. very cool. No, thank you so much for sharing, Chris. Um, next up, we're going to have uh, Ryan. What three? What three so, what did you say about the currency, Chris? I didn't even hear that part. I said nothing about currency. I was, I was asking about your thoughts on the currency uh, because you said in the past that you wanted there to be like a cap on. You know, so so I was. Oh yeah, that that would be like not in this society because that's like in a bigger society. What a, that's like what a, a hypocrite! Because <laughs> there is no currency in my society. It's communism, man. There's there's no currency. We all make the dinner, and we all eat the dinner. There's no paying for the dinner. Somebody goes out and snorkels and spearfishes and brings it back, and the other people start cooking it, and the other person is chopping down trees for the wood. But we all eat the feast at the end of the what day. What about right? the man that gets tired of chopping the wood and wants to make trade so someone else can chop the wood for him? Yeah. Then he gets then he gets sent off on a, a little raft to another island. He's not helping the common goal. Once society society grows, Where, where's the raft coming from if he's not chopping the wood? Okay. All right. Well, if one it's a, if one person stops doing their duty, then the whole island's going to yeah. Fail. It already fell apart. Communism failed. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think Stephen just wants to. Fuck all the bitches and kill anybody. Have the right to kill anybody who questions it. <sighs> I didn't Dictator. say dictatorship. Well, you know, Chris was explaining the the uh, logic behind Project Bluebeam. There, you like that? <laughs> that was exactly what I was going for. Um, no, that went over my head. Yeah, uh, just uniting everybody under a common goal, and I would not even allow religion. I'd be like, no religion allowed. You're not allowed to talk about it. Or what? <laughs> see, not allowed to do it. But see, uh, and I, I can totally see you going at that, Stephen. But the, the problem is, your 200 people are going to have some form of something. So I feel like you telling them no right off the bat is gonna is gonna rile them up. If you can keep that keep that mellow, you know, c- cool on you. I just don't think it's going to happen that way. You know, that's fair. But I do think that you know, in your in your situation where you have the guy that's chopping wood, like yeah, maybe the guy chopping wood, he should trade to the sushi guy and be like, hey man, I got some wood. I'll give you some of this, you know, give me some of your sushi, mix it up like that. You know, I think the, like the United States currency system is it, 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 it works in theory. I just don't like the idea that we're just printing paper, you know, like it, it used to, you know, when we used to have like the gold standard, like it really meant something now, yes. now I, I, I feel like it's kind of in limbo and you can kind of, you know, like if I wanted to, or not if I wanted to, if I had the capability to just print more money, I could just have more. I like the idea of, your wealth is based on the things you actually have, not the amount of paper or numbers in a bank you have. I have, I have all of the uh, parrots, you know, they're all mine. I will trade you some parrots, but it's not like, you know, I have, I have all of our coconut currencies or our fake coconut currencies. Sweet. Ryan. Hello, Coinopians. My island will be a place of peace, prosperity, and joy. <laughs> Rule number one. Only I may mate. <laughs> is there is there a quantity? What do you mean quantity? There's no 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 like is there no cap on that? You know, it's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna mate for the first fifty or a hundred. It's just flat no. out from until I, until I'm dead. Oh, I'm until dead. I am dead. Isn't that isn't that gonna create like a gene problem like a few generations down the road? No. So after I die, my first offspring will be the one that may mate. Dude, fingers crossed to be that first offspring. Yes. Well, it, does it matter if it's a chick is your first offspring? No. Right. So she there you will go. have to mate? But, well, number t- I, think, I think Ryan's point is she has the opportunity to. She doesn't have to, right? No, she must. Oh, right. Or else the island fails. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Rule number two, one new water slide must be built per month. <laughs> must be fully functional and safe. Okay. Nice. Everyone will have fun. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rule number three. We're coming to the island with a very specific list of scientifically perfected food. Only Taco Bell recipes may be used for cooking and sustenance. I thought you swore off Taco Bell. This is island Taco Bell. Oh. It'll be made with the freshest ingredients. <laughs> available on the island. recipes. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's very aggressive. There'll be no famine, no war, no illness, prosperity. Dude, Taco Bell's going to unite all of us. That's communism right <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, damn, that's, we showed you. Doesn't Taco Bell already have like the uh, the the plant based meat, the possible meat? What are they calling it? We want we want impo- I don't know which one they use. It's all trash. <laughs> it's all worse for you than meat. All right, rounding up. Thank you so much, Ryan. That was enjoyable. I'm not as crazy. I guess I had something else in mind. Paper plane messages. All your messages must be done with paper planes. So aim well. Uh, no pants Tuesdays. Period. And Noodle Wars. All your conflicts, big or small, must be solved with pool noodles. Okay, I want to revise mine now because <laughs> No, you cannot revise. Dude, this is this not. is not about a real society. I want mine to be a fun no, society. You, there's you, orgy you orgy Fridays. No, no there's Steven, or- stop. It's the same thing, Steven. No. You, you went first and you made your choice. No, so we're gonna no, kick every Friday I'm is a pig up. on a spigot. Angel delete this and I will. Yeah. <laughs> no. Orgies <laughs> on Fridays after we eat a rotisserie pig. That's one rule. Second rule is I build a bigger water slide than Ryan, and there has to be two every week and fully functional. And third, there'll be Del Taco recipe only, which is a far superior fast food to Taco Bell. He's got a point there. I'm going to I'm going to Stevens <laughs> Island. Uh, can't wait to see which island has the buffer boys, Steven. <laughs> oh, well, I got hamburgers and Mexican food, man. That's a lot of protein. <laughs> and plus, we're fucking every Friday, man. Yeah. Of the guys. You're the only one that gets the fuck. You're gonna have a bunch of like little like goobers on the they'll island. Have, they'll have super strength. <laughs> full. Of, they're gonna have balls full of testosterone, ready to fight. Hey, every guy you kill, that's a woman you get. To... <laughs> Jesus Christ! Pillaged. Well, do you think they're gonna be savages or not? They're raping and pillaging. You know how raping and pillaging. Inbred children are gonna be. <laughs> You got that retard strength. Yeah. There's a lot of. I was gonna say that I didn't want to get canceled. <laughs> uh, fucking retard strength. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get to the mailbag, boys. Oh yeah, the mailbag. Fuck, I forgot about that. Mail, mail, mail. Uh, we got. And I want to know if this is made up or not. Okay, but... it is not made up, but I'm only going to be using their username, so I'm not giving out real names. But uh, those you listeners, you'll know who you are. Let's go with. Uh, Let's go with uh, the one in order. We're going to go with Ryan first. This one's a bit long, so Ryan, bear with me. Uh, hello, cow. This one's from uh, Bear Larina. So, hello, cowboys of the coin-op variety. I write to you because I am an avid listener and your biggest fan outside of Southern California. I had a realization that I would like to share with all of you about one member of the coin-op cowboys. This realization has to do with Ryan. Since the dawn of the Coin Op Cowboys podcast, I noticed that Ryan would focus his topics on the supernatural, with the biggest concern of his segment being whether or not the other cowboys believe the story he tells. There was always a question in my mind as to why Ryan cared so much about the believability of his stories. Not only that Ryan would say some odd things, such as the latest episode Ryan said the Geodude is an animal. 
regardless of what the other cowboys said, Ryan never agreed with them that Geodude is not an animal. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. To Ryan, Geodude is a normal animal on Ryan's alien planet. Ryan speaks of the supernatural because Ryan is a part of the supernatural. What I believe happened was his alien parents stitch him on Earth because they were tired of all his bones he had to pick with them. Ryan is lonely, and his goal is to form a familial bond with anyone. <laughs> he uses this podcast as his outlet to try to get people to believe in the supernatural, and when he succeeds, he will feel comfortable enough to come out as an alien in hopes that he will be accepted. This is what I believe, and the signs are all over the podcast. This guy should be on our podcast. Wow. He has way better stories than we do. <laughs> that's way that's that's awesome. That was, I yeah. like that. That was Bear Lorena. Thank you, Bear Lorena, for for writing. And it. I do agree. Ryan is a little bit, little bit uh, leaning towards a, a skinwalker. It's very possible. Ryan, you were you on the what, what say you, Ryan? You're very quiet about what this. Say you from from a from a very early age. Oh, before I've ever seen anything that could bring this to my mind. I always thought that I could be a test tube baby. You know what? I have some a very important point to make. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. Uh, I've never met Ryan's parents, and they go on weird family vacations every once in a while that no one else gets to know about, and there's no social media documentation of any <laughs> of these uh, hangouts. So oh. I am very sus on this whole thing now because it's starting. I'm starting to put together some information here. Mike, nobody knows what he does for a living. He's like super secretive. Has like a nice house in Anaheim Hills. He he goes international. Yeah. When work. I first met him, I thought he was CIA, but now I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, the plot thickens. But have you ever have you ever met Ryan's mom? No. Never. Have you seen a picture of his dad? No. No, you haven't because no, there is something to add to that, Stephen. Uh, on a, on a certain yeah. coin Opian's uh, podcast, we talked about the, the theory of Legos and how they were a joy for childrenhood madness, right? Uh, Steven chimed in that he enjoyed Legos when he was a kid, but a certain somebody, Ryan, said, oh, I didn't play with Legos when I was a kid. And that is incredibly sus because most people I run into have yes. played with Legos. <laughs> this, this is, I mean, if you're if, if you're not if you're uh, in a secret underground facility, maybe they didn't have Legos. Maybe they had knockoff Legos. You know? What say you? What say you, Ryan? Well, so so I, I had toys. I had many toys. I had a lot of Jurassic Park toys. Mm-hmm. I remember. Oh, wait, you had, had you had genetic mutation toys. Got it. Uh, yes, and then I had a I had a Simba Lion King toy that roared when I put my hands inside of it. Whoa. But uh, my father would would collect my toys and return them after I stopped playing with them. Wait, to who? The store? He left the tags. Yeah. He left the tags on them and kept all the receipts. What, what, whatever we He's got. Your toys, origin story. Dude, that's Skinwalker right there. He would open the box so that like my childhood hands wouldn't tear it off, and then when he he would watch the toys, and if they didn't move for a specific amount of time, he would return them. Wow. So it's not it's not even it's not even like you messed yeah. up. This explains this explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Ryan has some return stories that he's shared with me. So, so I may I may have had Legos and I forgot about them and they got returned. I I don't know. I don't know. How do you return Legos? <laughs> do they sit there and you count all care- 372 pieces? You put them carefully back in the box. You think the person at Target is going to open the box and make sure all 100 pieces are in there? No, they don't give a shit. Man, at Target they would. Okay. Kmart? Mm, questionable. That's why they're out of business. And then my father got got upset when video games came into prominence because you couldn't return them. So he wanted to buy a laminating machine so he could relaminate them and return them. When we were done. Oh my God. Dude, that is a lot of steps, man. 
Ryan, Ryan, do you ever return things that you buy? I always return my Halloween costumes because you only wear them once. So I, I wear them and then I return them back to Amazon. That's the one thing that they should not allow you to return because it's so <laughs> obvious. On November 1st, I don't need this. I can't believe- yeah. Okay, I can't believe that you would return. What's a Halloween okay. costume you've returned? <laughs> what is the most questionable Halloween costume you've returned? Well, one of my favorites was we have, I have a friend named uh, Pickard. And he had like a jungle party, and I had this, this some, like leaf costume. And then um, I went to return it like a week later after the party, <laughs> and everything was just in like a grocery bag. What <laughs> <laughs> just dropped it off? Because <laughs> just drop it off at Kohl's. But, but just before I walked into the store, I looked inside the bag, and I realized the underwear I was wearing at that party was like entangled inside the costume. <laughs> <laughs> did you return the big bird costume too no the big bird lasted a long time i got a lot of use of that because i actually used that at work when i worked in child care oh. um so i remember the from my remnants of the big bird costume is there was a big bird head that kind of went around your head so you could still see your face yeah and then it just had pants i don't remember it was like a it was a lady's dress big bird costume so the body was just like a mini skirt like dress solid solid solid. all right kids let me talk to you about some sesame street i'm pretty sure i got it for like ten dollars in like the clearance section Mm. like the night of the party you don't want to try relaminating that one no but i do like to go on amazon from time to time and just randomly try to return items because every once in a while they'll say oh just keep it like oh okay nice Did you ever have a Spock costume? No, I don't, I don't really like Star Trek in any way, shape, or form, except for the the first J.J. Abrams film. That was a good. So one. that was all all talent on Steven's behalf. What? 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 I don't know what that means. So thank you so much, Ryan, <laughs> for the comment. That was all right. That was in Steven's. Uh, every year, Steven has a fancy football league, and he puts out a video. And so there's a video that had Ryan dressed as Spock. Oh, he was planet planet gaming. Nerd. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, like I was picking on like his. Uh, Proficiency for gaming and being a nerd. So you had general. to, you had to so, color him up. Don't just stereotype him. Transformation, Steven. You won't ever say that again. You said proficiency. That's a joke. Dude, you, you are looking slim, man. <laughs> you got a permit for that? Because <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> listeners, Ryan just flexed. And uh, hey, 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 Ryan, do you do you know a vet, do you know a veterinarian? Because those pythons are sick. Wow. Okay. Next. All oh, right. Thank you so much, uh, Bear Larina. Uh, we'll we'll follow closely with uh, with Ryan. All right. Next one's for Stephen. This one's a bit shorter. Uh, like Stephen. Thick skin, sir. Thick skin. Hello, cowboys. This one's for Stephen. I think I speak for every coinopian when I say Stephen is a closet gay. <laughs> <laughs> Supporting evidence: the Coinop Cowboys podcast. Very entertaining on live dr- long drives home from work. Thank you all for. Everything you so I don't think there's any well, closet about it. <laughs> like I always said, if I uh, like sucking dick, I'd be doing it all the time. No shame in my game. I'd happily do it. I just don't seem to like to want to do it. So I've seen Steven run around in a dress with a wig on at least twice in my life. The photographic evidence that's out there would completely ruin Steven <laughs> if he ever uh, went for presidency. No, I am the part of the new generation of wokeness, Chris. I am... Pansexual, pangenderable. Genderable? You can be bent? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can be convinced. Take your best shot. <laughs>
All right. Thank you, Duck uh, Taco, for that comment. For everybody you. just thinks I'm gay. I've been told that my whole life. So. <laughs> you just got a fan who believes the same. So. I just turn on. I just got to start taking testosterone and turn on the macho. You know, you know, Stephen. If you just start in OnlyFans, then it would it wouldn't be it'd be more normalized. I, I plan on starting in OnlyFans, but I'm only going to show my feet. Ew. That's one thing I always tell people, man, if I was like into feet, do you know how awesome going to the beach would be? Because <laughs> they're, they're just out in the open. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Well, we it's like going to a topless beach. So, so Ryan, would you say your feet is like one of your better or best qualities? I don't think there's anything special about my feet, but I believe that people that like feet might see something unique about my feet. Mm. But then I'd have so you but my plan would be to just like walk in weird things. Like I would like crunch eggs with my feet. I'd walk in jello with my feet. I don't think anyone has done that. Let's start a YouTube channel. I see this being profitable. I see this. I, I, nope, I, I see this I being profitable. Because like watching jello <laughs> squish between Dude, your toes. I would pay for that. The free, the free pictures would just be my feet. And then I'd be like, hey, I have a video for $15. Watch my feet stomp grapes. Okay, so hearing hearing Ryan like... walk across coals with his feet and the noises that he would probably make as he touched hot spots would be like very entertaining. I would pay for it, even though I'm not jerking off to it. Same. He'd be like, "Oh." But the, the, the question is, <laughs> the only thing that I need to figure out before I start this endeavor is, do I portray the feet as men's feet or I try to pretend that they're women's feet? You should, oh, dude, come you, should, you should let the coinopians decide. Didn't when we originally talked started talking about this podcast and like what we wanted it to be about, didn't I say like, oh, like Ryan starts an OnlyFans? Like was that one <laughs> that of those things? Right, that, yeah. Like the, like I thought this podcast could be like us doing things that we're uncomfortable with. And I was like, Oh yeah, like Chris takes an edible and tries to make it through a whole podcast or hey Ryan <laughs> starts an OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be entertaining. <laughs> but it would have to be recorded. How hard yeah. is it to start an OnlyFans? Because if it's really easy, I'll definitely get this this ball Just rolling. Sign up. Just sign up. No idea, Ryan. I've never tried to start <laughs> an OnlyFans. You know, you know, Ryan. I, I think you'd be doing the Konopians a disservice if you did not like lotion up your feet and put it on eBay or something and see if you can sell one picture and how quickly you can sell as an experiment. You think I could sell used socks on eBay? Probably. Ah, baby uh, steps. Yeah, baby I... steps. Well, that would be part of that would be part of the um, the OnlyFans. Has who has told you that they that you have great feet? Because no like, one's ever no one's I, ever told no me one's told you you're feet. going in blind. All right. Yes. Let me see. Him. I love that. That's great. That that's courage. I want to see the tops. The bottoms kind of boring. It's pretty clean. Oh, I don't know. Wow. That's clean. Is there no I'm not into feet? Wow. So I have no idea. Is there no feet? No wow. hair on the top of your feet? You're hairless. No, there's hair. There's minimal hair. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, that's. Do you have any weirdly shaped toes, Ryan? Do you uh, have anything? Yeah, this this one's kind of weird. Oh, it it, it curves the one a little next bit. to my big toe. It's like a little hammer thing. So I would like to know in the in the foot fetish world, is like how your toes being a little weird a good thing, or do they have to look pristine? I mean, I imagine it goes both ways. There's probably some people that enjoy perfect feet, and then there's people that enjoy imperfection. Do they like enjoy women with or men with long feet, or do they like the short? Like, I've looked it up. It actually is all about how soft they look. Oh, softness. I mean, my feet are pretty so just soft. Soak them. I don't do manual labor. Uh-oh. <laughs> just soak them in lotion all day? Just put them in a, fucking, a little bowl of lotion. Fucking veal skin. Felicia does have foot masks. Foot masks? I know. The Big Bear trip was dope. Mm-hmm. What the? put them in. They lotion them up. 
never heard. You mean like a face mask and just put it on your feet? But but it's specifically for feet. Oh. And she has aloe socks, which are like the softest socks in the world. They're pretty nice. Oh. Is she into feet? No. Maybe Ryan is. <laughs> and he likes her to have soft feet. <laughs> have you ever gotten a foot job? No. no. It is. I can't pleasant, remember. actually. It's quite pleasant. I think I would just giggle the whole time. No. Why do people <laughs> with why do people with foot fetishes feel like they have to hide the fact that they have a foot fetish? Why would why wouldn't they just say it? It got broadcasted on uh what was that Game of Thrones show that just came out? House of Dragon. Totally got broadcasted on that show. Foot fetish. Did it? No, yeah. I stopped watching after uh, like I episode I, three. I don't watch garbage TV. How dare you, Ryan? How dare you? All right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. House of Dragons. Uh, you know, it's actually listening to Ryan's feet and actually suddenly uh, getting a close-up view of Ryan's feet. I've known him for a long time, and I've never inspected his feet for some reason. Um, but, you know, all it made me think of was Ryan very accurately said he doesn't think there's anything special about his feet, but the vibe I get from him is, but Chris, there's also nothing, like, wrong with my feet. There's no mm-hmm. blemishes or anything like that. And I... And I think they looked like an atypical, a very normal, clean looking set. And it's made atypical, huh? Yeah. Well, atypical is probably, the, that's, that's the, the wrong, wrong word. word. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. Well, that'll be in my favor because then they're not easily identifiable because then people wouldn't be, hey, that looks yeah. like Ryan's feet. Like, no, no one would ever think that. It's just Ryan. a white, white person's foot. <laughs> but I think what he was mentioning, Chris, was he was going to do weird things with his feet that would draw the attention and set him apart from true. people. What he's willing to do with his feet is going to help push him to the stars. But it made me feel self-conscious about my own feet. Now I actually, I had someone comment on my feet a month ago saying, Chris, a, your feet are, you have a lot of hair on your feet Two, your, your toes are long and skinny. <laughs> and then third, I feel like I've told stories way too many times that I have the most delicate feet What's ever. That? <laughs> What's that? that, that What's what that? That, that, Steve, that, that? That's foot cancer. Steve. <laughs> yeah, what, what, is, what did you step in, Steve? Steven is no, lifting both. his foot and there's a dark line uh, down the wait, center. Both, both your feet you know have like Cause yes. yeah, because I'm, pu- I've been putting it on the wall, like on the crease of the wall to like, some, I like kind of do this reclining thing. So I've been like pushing it up against something. So you should, that, okay. well, there might be someone into that because uh, it kind of folds in like uh, an insertion oh, that, point. Oh, it's, it's sock lint. It's lint. Hey, look at that. Oh. Steven's index toe is longer than all of his you other have, toes. You have baby feet, dude. You have like tiny toes. Dude, I have a size 11 foot. Wow. Is that the bottom that looks? What are you doing? You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Rar. <laughs> Whoa! I think you got for, a lot of I think Chris could, between your toes. Jesus I think Christ. Chris, you could probably write an write a book. Like, yes, toes. I can. Uh, pull the pencil and yeah. everything. Your toes are like squeezed together. Do you wear like uh, work boots? Uh, not well, uh, like steel toes. No, like when I'm on the, I had I have like I'll go a year, year and a half on the job site, and I'll do a year, year and a half off the job site. So when I'm on the job site, I got boots. When I'm off, I got man ryan's mail was so cool and then mine was just <laughs> it was lame try and what lesson does that tell you steven <laughs> that you're a freaking alien and i'm a gay you know so. just be cooler steven. steven i think you need you need to have more they didn't say you were cool ryan they just said you're a fucking alien that's interesting you need to have more questionable material steven <laughs> your material's not okay. questionable enough. Uh, I'll, I'll hit you with that questionable material yeah. tonight so we're gonna we're gonna round it out with two more comments. Uh, actually, I should probably space it out. Two, two. We're oh. recording twice tonight. 
Let's do two more next time. Next time we for next week. We'll do another two. We'll do uh, Chris's, and then there's yeah. a fan of the show. I can't wait. Uh, friend of the podcast who left a comment. So uh, that that'll wrap up the mail segment. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Fucking eight. Ryan, what do you think about my facial hair? I was going to comment on it earlier when I was fussier. I've never had it's facial like hair. Really in my life. coming you in now. It grows. It grows. Yeah, I'm starting puberty again at 35 years old. It's amazing. Imagine how long my dick's getting. I'm really jealous. <laughs> Of how long my dick's getting. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. Oh my god! Uh, the mind hears once it wants to. Hear. Oh, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some mail now. Right? <laughs> Jealous <laughs> of the facial hair, uh, dude. Take Ash. What did I take? That fucking bullshit. Take Ashgonda. I'm gonna get you some. I'm not gonna shave for a week before I go on my international trip, and then I'm not. Gonna, look real and French. then I'm not gonna shave on my international trip. But we'll see oh, how man. pushy I get. There you go. <laughs> Are you talking about your face? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Stephen, I would say that your facial hair actually makes you look more edgy, especially with like the dark, wide brim glasses. Very, very edgy. Trying to make it look fake. <laughs> this was I. I sh- I shaved this morning, and this is where I'm at now. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. I shaved on Monday. Uh, He's just so aggressive. Um. <laughs> I had a comment. I had a comment. Don't move on until I remember my comment. Yeah. I honestly didn't start. Goddamn thing. Oh, Steven. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, the Slick Back Hair episode of I Can you tell me which episode that is? Leave? Is it what season? I think it was like season three. There's an actual episode every like that? T- That's funny. I tried Every time I try to put that show on, Mel like screams at me and tells me to get she the She doesn't phone. like it? Cause she hates it so much. And I'm just belly laughing the whole time. And she's like, how could you even think this is remotely funny? Oh. <laughs> and I said, I need to talk to Ryan. I think he would understand. Alicia foot pops between <laughs> enjoying it. She said multiple times, like, I don't know if I like yeah. this. And then I think that's the feeling you're supposed it'll be to be like have two episodes where she doesn't like it. And then the third one will make her laugh. Like, okay. I think I'm yeah. in. And then, and then it gets, some of them hit, some of them hit really good. And then some of them aren't, aren't for you, but I feel like he just, doing whatever comes to his head but yeah, every episode anyways. gives me at least one loud belly laugh and that, that's yeah. more than enough for a 15 minute show yeah just, just go to like season three and there's like an episode where a baby fucking piece of shit the headphones gonna die <laughs> baby hates him and he talks about how he used to be a piece of oh, shit used to be, with the slick back to, hair. that's because i used to be a piece of shit with slick back. yeah i know that one <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure he knows I'm a piece of shit. I used to be a piece of shit. What do they call them? The steaks? Like, well, sloppy steaks. There's like pour water on their steaks. <laughs> what? That's so dumb. Him and his buddies used to just go to the steakhouse and get sloppy steaks where they just pour water all over the steaks and eat it. Like, they were a menace to the steakhouse. <laughs> The steakhouse would like hate it and try to like make him not do it, and they would just do it anyway. That's hilarious. It's funny. It's just so random. Like, who would ever have thought of that? This but. is so dumb. Very cool. It's we got to we got to get going with the picker. We got to get the uh, the the wheel. I'm surprised. Uh, the jigger picker. The jigger picker. <laughs> Here we go. We're gonna spin the wheel. Ryan, what? I'm gonna. Oh, spin, spin the fucking wheel. <laughs> Felt weird. And big money, no whammies. Huh? Oh, first officer, oh, baby, this is it. Well, Chris, 
is the one going to be sharing his topic. Chris, what did you bring for the Quinopians today? Man, you cowboy wranglers out there are in for quite a treat. Have you ever just felt like you got the short end of the stick? Ever felt like, nah, no way, that shouldn't be that way? Have you ever... No, but Tanya has. <laughs> zinger, zinger. Have you have you ever had have you ever <laughs> been in a hurry in a grocery store and you went to the uh, express checkout fifteen items or less and you counted that you had seventeen items and questioned what you were gonna do? No. Tonight is that episode. I bring to you the Almighty Letter of the Law and Spirit of the Law episode. Cowboy of Cowboys. So it starts. What? And as all great stories should, I have a story on the way to Vegas. So, Chris had this fantastic idea. I said, hey, man, you know what's better than celebrating your birthday? Celebrating it in Vegas. Doing Vegasy things. So, I call up the boys. I got my, I got my, uh, my Toyota Tacoma. Seats five people. And I, rang, I wrangle them up. Uh, we had Steven was one of them, and then the other three, I'll keep them off the air, but there was all five of us were there. So we, uh, since I had the truck, I was like, I'll drive, and we put all of our gear in the back, we put an ice chest in the back, we poured a 30 rack of Coors Light in there, and we got on the road. And so as we started driving, co-pilot asked me, he's like, hey man, uh, mind if we crack a beer? And I go, yeah man, have at it, I'm, I'm not going to drink any because of my luck probably get pulled over or something, but uh, you guys do your thing, you know, no big, no biggie. So we're driving. Everyone's having a good time. We get out past Victorville and I'm speeding because that's what you do once you get past a Victorville. But apparently between Victorville and those outlets and uh, uh, Barstow, there's like this stretch of uh, traffic control territory where the, where the police are on the side of the road just waiting to ping you. So I remember I drove past this police officer and I was like, ooh, I was going kind of fast. So I like got over real quick and I got over again. I'm just driving and I'm looking in the rearview mirror and I see this cop getting on the road. I'm like, uh oh, like cops coming up. He's moving up and he gets right behind me. So I get over one lane because now they got a decision to make. And what they do, they also got over one lane behind me. I'm like, ooh, guys, this isn't looking good. Do we got anything to panic about? So the co-pilot says, well, what are we supposed to do with all these beer cans? And I'm like, what do you mean by all these beer cans? And I look over, and there must have been like 10, 12 beer cans in there from everyone, all the four guys having a fantastic time. And I'm like, oh, shit. Lights come on. And I was like, okay, guys, we got this. We're calm. We're collective. We're smart. We're just going to hide them. Okay? Just just hide them, dude. It's not a big deal. Let's hide them. He's like, oh, hide them. Shh, gotcha. No problem. So I pull over. <laughs> And uh, we're in the middle of the desert, and I see the police officer get out. It's a lady. Lady cop comes walking up. I'm like, okay, is everyone ready? We got everything. We got everything hidden. And I see the co-pilot. His idea of hiding beer cans was to take ten beer cans and shove them into the side door pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, like they're kind of sticking up everywhere. I'm like, that that is that is not what that is not hiding. What are you? And as the cop comes walking up. So she signals to like roll down the window. Now, Stephen, being the logical guy, he hopped in. 
Steven said, I got this great idea. Steven, you remember what that great idea was? I'm going to smoke a cigarette. There he goes. Well, to cover up the smell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Steven's thinking ahead. So I started hotboxing a cigarette <laughs> in the car. Just so that's all I'm going to Steven's just huffing this thing as quickly as he can. And the cop rolls out. The first thing the cop says is like, um, you just lit that cigarette up to cover the smell or something. <laughs> <laughs> this guy really likes, yeah. likes the smokes. So, so this, this chick officer, so I roll the passenger window down. She comes in on the passenger side and she leans in on the passenger door. And all I'm thinking is, please don't look down. Please don't look down. Cause if she would have looked down, she would have seen this, this, uh, you know, jigsaw puzzle of beer cans shoved into, uh, you know, where you keep your maps or something random like that. And she's like, uh, so you guys been drinking? I'm like, uh, no, no, I haven't, officer. <laughs> she's like, okay. Uh, are there, uh, have you guys been drinking in the vehicle? I'm like, no, we, we wouldn't be doing that. She's like, all right, driver, out of the car right fucking now. <laughs> okay. So I open the door. I like where this is going. I get out. And <laughs> spill onto the floor. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I, I was the only door that was safe to do that. Any other door, there would have been beer cans uh, everywhere. So, so I get out, and and as I do, she looks in the back and she sees a thirty rack of Coors Light standing upright, with the top just ferociously ripped off, and then like half the cans missing, and then the ice chest is right in the middle of the back too. She's like. Really? Like, just right there. I was like, well, you know, we, we, it's a long drive to Vegas. We wanted to cool them off. So we got ice and we put them in the ice chest. So hopefully they'll be cool by the time we get to Vegas. She's like, right, right. So I walk back there and she starts asking me questions. All right, where are you going? What's your, uh, uh, what's your plan on doing? How old are you? Where are you staying at? Mother's maiden name, favorite NASCAR driver. Where do you like to sleep? Do you have any weird positions that are awkward? Like all the random questions. And, and I'm just, I'm just trying to confidently answer everything with like, like an obnoxious amount of detail. So like, uh, oh yeah, actually, well, uh, you know, we had a concrete pour actually last night at from 12 to about 630 this morning. Um, it was a four inch slump. So I wanted to make sure we didn't get it too wet, you know, cause the inspectors in Fullerton are like a little rough around the edges. So, but we're poured like 50,000 square feet. The rebar was uh, matte ahead of time. So we just had to adobe it. Oh my God. And she's just like, oh, okay, okay. You stop there. Got it. So she decides to perform the sobriety test. So mind you, I had not drinking any alcohol that day. Thank goodness. So I go through the sobriety test. We do the walk. We do this. And then she says, okay, follow my, my finger with your eyes. And as I'm doing that, we're in the bright sunlight. And she tells me to take my sunglasses off. So as she's doing this, water is like pouring off my face because I have terrible eyes and super sensitive to light. So I can like hardly keep my eyes squinted open looking at it. And she's like, okay, wipe, wipe your eyes, wipe your eyes. Okay. Okay, go again, go again. Okay, wipe your eyes, wipe your eyes. I keep going like that. And she's like, are, are you just, are you like crying? What's going on? I said, I said, I'm not crying. I actually, I have really sensitive eyes. I also have tear ducts that don't drain properly. So actually, I just had surgery to get that done. If you look real closely, you can actually see a tube in my tear ducts right now that's helping it drain. She's like, okay, weird. So we go through all this. She's like, okay. So I'm going to let you go. I don't, uh, you seem fine. I don't spill any alcohol on you. Everything seems fine. So now your friends, 
I don't know if they were drinking. <laughs> I don't know if they weren't drinking. If they were, tell them to stop. Like, yes, officer. She's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, I don't know. She says, someone called in saying a white Toyota Tacoma <laughs> was opening the back window, reaching into the back of the truck, opening the ice chest on the freeway and pulling beers into the cab. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, snitch. Yeah, right. So, so, I just, so I just go back and I just get in the car and I just turn the truck on and I'm, I'm, I, I just pull, pull off and we just start driving. And it's like dead silent for like five minutes. No one's talking. And then the co-pilot looks up. He's like, you know, you know, Chris, we messed up, bro. You know, we're, we're real sorry for that. You know, we, a huge, huge mess up on our behalf. We're supposed to be here for you. And we just, we just, we just feel bad that we messed up. And we want to say, I'm sorry. Like, don't worry guys. Wasn't that big deal. He's like, yeah, we just, we just want to, you know, we want to apologize that we didn't get a picture of you getting a sobriety test on your birthday in the middle of Victorville. Yeah. <laughs> we were all pretty scared. And like, we we're all like, dude, we thought we didn't know if Chris had been drinking or not. Cause we're just all drinking out of our own. We had like all had gotten to Del Taco cups uh, and we were filling up our Del Taco cups with beer. And we just like kept sharing the same big cup. Actually, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're sharing the same big cup. Me, uh, Branthony and Bralix. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just, no, there was five. Parkers. There was, it was uh, Emilio. Emilio was number five. Oh, that guy. Um, so yeah, we're all just sharing the cups and passing it around. And, uh, I didn't, we didn't know if, I didn't know if Chris was doing it or not. So I was like, fuck, Chris is so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole time we're like, man, how are we going to do this? But, um, no, yeah. If she would have made us get out of the truck at all, we like immediately when we opened the door, this is going to be like 30 cans clinging all over the fucking asphalt. So yes, it was tense and we made it through and it was awesome. We had a good ass trip after it was, I don't think we drank the rest of the way though. I think we're all like, so (laughs) (laughs) it was like, uh, we would pull over for like the pee break or something and we would chug beers or they would chug beers and throw the trash away, then hop back in the truck. So we were trying to be a little more sane about it. Yeah. But it, so, but the, the funny thing is it made me think, okay, so the open container law, so do you think that is a good law, bad law, accurate, inaccurate? What are they trying to do? What are your thoughts on it? I don't know. Like there's kind of two laws that determine, well, there's like, you can't be over 0.08. And then the other one is you can't have an open container, but I don't see why you couldn't have an open container if, as long as you were drinking responsibly and not going over 0.08. So that's kind of my thought to me. It's like, I don't, I feel like it's insult to injury at that point. Cause if I just wanted to enjoy a beer after work and I drove and drank it, I'm not going to get drunk by any means. So is that wrong? And, that and even if you, nobody, nobody drinks to just have one beer under <laughs> 0.08. But if you're just like, hey, man, I'm headed home and I want to have a beer while I'm driving home. And when I get home, I'll drink more beers till I'm drunk. But I just want to have I'm stressed out. I just want to start. But, but, but then Stephen gets stuck in traffic. So then what about one more beer? And then traffic takes a little bit longer. And what thing. about one more beer? And then you're on three beers and you're drunk. And then are you saying and then you the killed law a kid exists to I'm guessing you're saying the law exists because if you give people the freedom to drink in their car, 
more people are going to drive drunk because more people don't understand how much they're actually drinking. So if you just say no drinking in the car, no open container, yeah, hundred percent, it will like reduce. Yeah, 100%. I get that too. And then and then you know it's not very freedom. You can't have like passengers oriented. drinking too because it's like okay, well I'm going to hand off my beer and say they were drinking or your friend's drinking next to you, then you get tempted. Oh, I'll have a sip. And then you're five beers in and you're fucked up. Now, now Ryan, I, I totally see where you're coming from on that. I think I think the, the person operating the vehicle, operating the machine, he's the one that has the most due diligence because he his actions could kill someone. I totally get that aspect. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. would you say in my situation? If I would have blown into a breathalyzer, I would have blown a .00 in that situation. Mm-hmm. Do you think if I blow a .00 and there was a ton of beer cans in the car, should I get in trouble? Well... I think, and I can't be quoted on this, but I'm pretty sure if the open container belongs to somebody over the age of 18 or 21 or something, that they, they would get the ticket. I don't know if the driver would. No, I think the driver would get a ticket because it's your responsibility. So to, get, I, don't, I don't know if the passenger would get in trouble. Well, we had a friend in college that got pulled over with some girl in the car. Remember that guy? I think Chris? so. It was, uh, yeah, his name rhymed with Jenny. <laughs> what? This is okay. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't listen to this podcast. Nobody knows him. His name was Kenny, and he had driven the water slide girl. thief. Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, he, he drove home a girl, but he got pulled over, and there was like she had an open beer on her side, and I think they both yeah. got tickets. The if I remember, water slide. Yeah. But it's it's like a, it's just like if you have a passenger without a seatbelt on, I think you both get a ticket. Yeah, I can see that one because it's the okay. driver's responsibility. Like he should stop the car and make sure everyone puts their seatbelts on. Like that's the ideology there. But sometimes I think it's just how big of a dick does the officer want to be? Because like a lot of times they could just write if they're over the age of eighteen, like they could just write the ticket to just the seatbelt violator my my thoughts on thinking about this is i was like you know i wonder if it i wonder if there's a correlation to the statutory rape i think it's the idea of if you have sex maybe that's the wrong word but it's if you have sex with someone under 18 it's considered rape even if even if that person says it's consensual now i think the reason they do that is just to rule things out they're like you can't say oh hey they were into it they you know we're gonna get married it's just we don't care. There's no reason if they're under 18, we're going to consider that a problem. Every state has different definitions of that. And I think even in California, it's not super straightforward like that. If they're like, say in the case of like two high schoolers an 18 and a 17 year old having consensual sex, I don't think it carries the same strength of punishment that it would be if like a 25 year old was hooking up with a 15 year old, even with consent. So I think there is some gray area, but I I've never really looked into it too much. Have you guys ever had done jury duty? Yes. I've never been placed on a jury. I, Very disappointing. I had a few juries that I got. I had to go down and hang out at the courthouse for a little bit. And there was one time I was sitting in there and they, they ran through everyone's numbers. And there was a, there was number 62 that wasn't there. They kept going. They went through all the other numbers like, okay, 62. 62 is here, last call, 62. So 62 was not there. And I didn't know that jury duty was like an option. I didn't know you could just not go or say you didn't receive it or something. So the judge looks at the bailiff and says, please issue a $1,000 warrant for jury 62. Okay, moving on. Just just like that. Good. So so we end the day. They didn't finish. I must have a bunch of warrants <laughs> out for my arrest then because those things go super- Good. I hope, I hope you get arrested, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. You know, day, day number two, guess who was there? 
Jury 62 was there and he was not happy. He was he was trying to be the most like they had to talk to him like, look, man, you got to calm down. You need to be you need to answer our questions like they had to tell him to chill because he was just trying to be as, as obnoxious as possible. So I ended up getting selected for this jury. And it's the one time that I actually proceeded with the jury. So the court case was uh, there. It's a it's a prison. So I don't know, like Chino prison or something like that. So. There is uh, there's guy A, and then there's guy one, two, and three. So there's a video that when they said, okay, we're going to open your cells, and you can go have free time, uh, man one, two, and three ran into man A's cell and started beating him up for two minutes. And then the security gets over there, stops it. So it's the state saying, hey, we're going to charge these three with assault and battery. Now, now you go through it. The guy, the guy got beat up. It was like a good, good beating. There was like one guy that like held him down, and two guys that just kind of beat him up and punched him a lot. So his face was swollen. He had like bruises and stuff. Um, they got the guy up, and they managed to walk him like three hundred yards to the front desk to get checked out. They sent him to the local hospital. They checked him out for a few hours, and then they sent him back. And they ruled out that he he was missing a tooth. He was bruised. I think he like pooped his pants a little bit. And then he had like a hairline fracture where that tooth came out. So they broke the tooth and then there was like a small hairline fracture from a, from a scan. Did you say he pooped his pants? <laughs> yes. Yes. He shit his pants, and, dude. I would too. And it, Holy shit. And it was funny because the prosec- like the prosecutor was the state or the people. And so they bring up this picture of this big poop stain on his pants. And, and the defense was... Went, wild your honor this is da, da, da. they had to they had to leave we had to excuse the courtroom and they had to sort out how they were going to handle this pooping the pants conversation so when we, we came back he wasn't able to say he wasn't allowed to say that the guy pooped his pants he was just able to say like hey the security guard noticed a brown color to his pants <laughs> oh my so at no point did a lawyer say the word poop nope nope there was zero poop yeah, defecated, defecated, defecated was said a few times, but they got it like redacted or whatever. And hey, don't listen. Strike to that. it from the record. Yeah. So, so at the end of this, the go- the goal was, hey, these guys are gonna get assault and battery. That's that's what we're going after. So we had to we had to do the jury thing about if they're gonna get assault and battery. But the bigger thing was, are they gonna get felony assault and battery charges? So, do you guys happen to know the difference between those two? Like, does anyone happen to know what assault? Yeah, it's resulting in bodily injury. That is correct. Like assault, oh. assault and battery. Assault can be as simple as just like grabbing a dude by his shirt and like shaking or, him. Or throwing. You can even assault. throw a bottle next to the person. Like it can hit the wall near him, yeah. and that can be considered assault. For assault to be a felony versus a misdemeanor, there has to be like considerable bodily harm. Yep. Which seems like there was in this case. The, the way they described it was uh, the battery results in serious injury, uh, aggravated battery assault, serious bodily injury. Which includes a uh, permanent disfiguration, um, broken bones, uh, what else here? Uh, loss of use of appendages. You know, that's kind of some of the terminology that they use. So when I heard, like, you know, we, the assault and battery, yeah, they they did that. That's off the table. Now the next, the main question was, are they going to get the the agri- the felony level? And so they said, well, he lost a tooth, and a tooth is a bone. So that's considered breaking a bone. So yeah, it should be felony 
What about the hairline fracture? So yeah, you're right. And the hairline fracture was also was also noted. Now, uh, when I heard all that, I was like, hmm. When I read uh, felony assault and battery, that that makes me think that you grab the person's arm, tore it off, and beat them with the arm. That's kind of how I envision that highly aggressive version. But on this one, I was like, okay, so you got your tooth knocked out. Is it a bone? Technically, yes. Did you have a hairline fracture? Like, like it was a hairline fracture that you could you don't do anything about. You just kind of like, okay, let's we'll, we'll figure out how to put the tooth back in and call it good. But the guy was able to walk all the way to the front. So my thought when when the vote came around, I said, well, I don't think I don't think this is felony. I I think it's I think it's technically felony. But if we're talking about like from one to ten, this is a one. This is barely that level. But every one of those jurors, actually, it was me and one of the guys said no. And then when we voted again, I was the only one that said no. And then at that point, I was like, okay, well, I can't overrule it because it's technically correct. But I, I really felt like they were throwing the book at this guy. And on top of that, the guy who only held the prison, the other guy down, all he did was hold him down. He also got felony battery. So what do you guys think of all that? Do you think that was accurate, inaccurate, justice, not justice? Justice was served. Justice. I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of pieces of shit who deserve everything <laughs> they got. I don't care. There you go. I mean, whatever. It was probably over a freaking thing of Top Ramen, and they're just like, no, oh, Pruno, Pruno. What is Pruno? Yeah, what the hell is that? Pruno is like, it's like the booze that the, the prisoners make with like rotten fruit and shit. In the toilet? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do agree with you, Chris, though. Like, I don't know necessarily felony, but I mean, they were attempting. I mean, just because they couldn't beat him up harder doesn't mean they weren't trying. That is true. I mean, they were definitely trying to disfigure. Yeah. I feel like there was intent. They, they... Non-felony assault is like if somebody pissed you off and like you like attacked them out of like anger. But felony is like, this is premeditated. I'm going in there to fuck this Look, guy up. It was. If you're at a bar, if you're at a bar, if you're at a bar and you get into like a little scruff and like you punch some dude and you like knock him out and he falls down, knocks the tooth out, you're not going to get a felony assault charge. No, I'm going to get charged get with assault with a lethal weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Ryan is flexing for all the coinopians out there. Like Nicolas Cage oh. and uh, Con Air. Oh, yeah. With this flowing locks. Hold on, this one. <laughs> Wait, how do you do it like this the, the idea i got from all this is it, it, it was the it was like the one opportunity in my life where it was the the people who were not on trial were totally like against that guy and it's it's if like i'm, I'm in I'm, i was really thinking of the guy who all he did was hold him down he didn't physically punch the guy and it was on camera that he didn't physically punch the guy but he he got hit with it too, and I was and I was trying to tell that to everyone. I was like, guys, I think you're I think you're like really doing a, a you know a torches and pitchforks right here. That guy didn't land a punch. He's like, well, if he was there, he deserves everything that he gets. And I was like, wow. It, it it made me think that when if you're on trial, you want mercy from your jurors, even if he truly did something bad. But it was really interesting to see like the mob mentality went for the hundred. There was no like in between. We're gonna give him the whole thing, hundred um, percent. I think the guy holding him down is just as guilty as the dude throwing the punches. Like, come on, agreed. There you go. They both premeditated the attack, Christopher. It was definitely premeditated. You could tell they planned it. Chris is just like Chris is just a criminal loving. Like, <laughs> That's why they got selected. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, this dude looks like someone who will sympathize with felony assaulters. Typical NASCAR fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was out of turn four, bro. <laughs> 
But well, I appreciate you liter- trying to apply the law quite literally. They're trying to objectively look at the look at the case and and make a make an informed decision. Yeah. Did you sentence them to death, Christopher? You should have. <laughs> yeah, almost, right? But it just it just it made me realize that you have, you know, you have the letter of the law and you have the spirit of the law. And I realized I'm in the spirit of the law camp. You know, like uh like I'll drive, I'll speed because I think it's to a you know, if you're not excessively speeding, it's not a big deal. And if it's also a hard one to enforce. And then I have like my brother, for example, who is a rule book guy. I'll be driving with him. It'll be two o'clock in the morning. We'll be coming back from a concert or something. We'll see a hundred yards to the left, hundred yards to the right. We'll be at a stoplight. There's no one there. And he will wait until that light turns green. Me, I would have been like, dude, just go. Just look both ways. Treat like a stop sign. Go. Well, fuck that, Chris. I'm not running that red light. <laughs> yeah, That's right. There's That's a right. cop in the dark just waiting for you to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. So. Yeah, so I, I like to think out there that there is, uh, I feel like everyone falls into those two camps, and I think it's really fun to identify those friends that you have. They're the ones that you want to be on the jury or not on the jury. You, know, you never know. You ever seen jury duty? So, with as Polly far as it Shore? comes to. No. Have I what? That's quite. As far as. Polly Shore, jury duty. You ever seen that film? It's a great movie. Yeah. I love Polly Shore. He's an uh, he's an unemployed stripper, and he's like getting like ten dollars a day. So he's like a stalemate on the jury for as long as he can. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's great. All right, thank you, Chris. Uh, oh, wait, is there anything else you guys want to? No, 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 no. Polly Shore no. strips on cottage cheese in that film. Oh boy, oh. I was a, a, I had a line of reasoning of talking about the NFL assault and battery charges, but I think we're a little short on time for that. But Alva Camara just got indicted by a grand jury. So watch that on your fantasy football players. <laughs> football players are a bunch of thugs. I'm never so surprised so, when they're getting. So arrested. I looked on. Oh, well, I looked on the Alvin Kamara one. So this is what happens. They're all him and his homies, and another guy and his homies are waiting for the elevator to open. When the elevator opens, he puts his hand on the other homie's chest and says, "Hold on, you can get the next one." And that guy didn't like that, so he decided to shove Al- Alvin Kamara, which Alvin Kamara thought that was a little aggressive. So he shoved him back, and a full-out, like, 10-man brawl starts right there in the lobby. And now he's uh, being sued for $10 million in damages. Well, wait, does Alvin have seniority? Uh, in what way? In, like, the team. Oh. Because it could be the thing where it's, like, the new guy. You you fucking wait, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he he's definitely, yeah, he's, like, a bell cow running back, and he's been a bell cow running back for, like, five years at least. Oh, then the, then the you know, I, I don't know it too closely, but it uh, sounds like the other guy was just, uh, just doesn't have that team spirit. Yeah, right. Alvin Kamara got suspended for the first three games, and he, like, was found... I think he had a plea deal or something. Yeah, they kind of settled something, and then a grand jury came back and said, "No, no, no, we're going to do that again." So they're so it's it's in limbo right now. They haven't identified what they're going to do. We're just guessing he's going to get suspended, and then NFL's probably going to have to do something. No, he did get suspended the first three games of the, the this come this coming season. Did he use the seniority defense? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, there you go. As did he use the seniority defense? No. Well, that's no. a problem right there. Seniority. I tell him. Seniority. Basically, he beat the shit out of somebody at a bar during the Pro Bowl weekend. Tony, man, when you're when you're that high profile, just dude, just take your millions and be like, you know what? I don't like you, but I'm gonna make way more money than you ever will, and just walk out. Okay. But he couldn't do that. Yeah, he, uh, he took a plea deal. Kamara has agreed to plead no contest uh, to the charge of breach of peace as a result of the Las Vegas fight, and he will also be ordered to perform community service. So he had a good lawyer that got it probably from assault and battery and all this bullshit down to breach of peace. And then 
He has to pay $100,000 in medical bills to the victim. He'll be suspended for three games of the NFL season, which will cost him a few million dollars. And uh, there, yeah. there you go. So that guy got so Alvin Kamara got three games and has to pay some fines. And I'm sure he knocks up, but three games no pay. Oh, that's Each expensive. Like probably in his world, like five hundred thousand dollars a game. That's true. Jesus, because he has like a ten. He has like a twenty million dollar or ten fifteen. Yeah, he's a big boy. Got a big contract. Year. 16 games. Yeah, all right. I I can see that. But I just, I totally saw the comparison here. I mean, maybe it wasn't premeditated, but I'm sure teeth got knocked out and it could have been felony assault and battery and it got down to reach of peace, which I didn't even know that was a thing. So that's good to know in case I ever get in an aggravated assault situation. If you ever get an aggravated assault situation, get a good lawyer. Yeah. And they'll just plea it down. I mean, doesn't mean the guy won't go after him in civil court. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I'm sure he'll probably settle with the other dude outside of court for some more money on top of that. Yeah. I think, I think that's the problem is they know Kamara is loaded with NFL cash. So why not see what you can get? Oh, he also settled the civil suit. Let's read about that. Anyways, yeah, civil suit. Move on to the wheel again. Yeah. That was it. Angel. That was my battery. He sought $10 million in damages. The guy. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow. Like kind of seen what's, uh, you know, asking to see what sticks much, huh? Uh, I think a hundred million, uh, $1 billion should be fine. Billion, million, billion. Yeah. It's on confidential terms. So he's filed a $10 million civil co- suit and who knows what he actually got out of it. I'm guessing the guy probably got maybe a million. Yeah. Million. I mean, I'm sure Kamara would consider that a win. I mean, even though it wasn't worth a million, it could have got worse on technicalities. Yeah. Well, $10 is egregious. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Chris, for your uh, for your topic. Very interesting. Very. We, you have to follow up with uh, with what's going on with that case, for sure. Future episodes, my fellow Coinopians. All right. Let's bring that picker wheel up again. And we're going to spin. Spin your fucking wheel. <laughs> Spinning. Here we go. Double zero, double zero. Actually, isn't double zero a bad bet in Vegas? Oh, Steven. Every bet in Vegas is a bad bet, Chris. I got to pee. pee. Go poop. Go ahead. I don't got to poop. Sorry, I'm muted. <laughs> I was talking. Uh, two seconds. Angel told me that every Tuesday he does a double decker, and he's waiting for uh, his wife to find out. <laughs> Fucking oh, God. dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a double decker, hey, Steven? I could see you doing that. No. Never have <laughs> upper decker. I'm oh, upper decker. okay. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm not exactly sure what Ryan's talking about, but I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> the upper decker, the upper decker. Why would you do that to your own house, though? <laughs> <laughs> Some people just like to watch the world burn. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's almost as bad as the people that just poop in the shower and wait to see if it gets cleaned <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my topic this week is going to be, uh, my favorite sex positions with my wife. And then also to have you guys talk about your favorite sex positions. I knew it. The, in the last I, fi- I finally got to talk about the dangler. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> no. no. Okay. No, 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 no. Another time. Another time. Uh, okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that exhilarating moment that we get to revisit a segment that's captured the mind's and hearts of all my screaming overzealous fans. Oops, it's got to be poop. No, it's got it's, it's to be a closet gay related. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed because I thought that for sure my mailbag question would be related to the most epic story of all time. Yep, you guessed it. Duffel bag? We're diving deep. Oh, no. <laughs> 
We're diving back into the enthralling world of Stephen's Odyssey, unveiling the underbelly of online games, <gasps> part two. Dude, <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh, you're you're uh, threesome. I enjoy this <laughs> segment. <laughs> Uh, when we last convened, I was deeply entrenched in the intricate web of forming connections, a journey aimed at securing my spot within a formidable faction to expedite my ascent toward global domination. If you remember, this journey uh, included me forming a relationship with a woman that was not my wife. Was it a woman? But she was also my wife. Meh, might also possibly might have been a man, so I and I was say, using that. Re- sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and I was using that relationship very much to get into a big, powerful faction. I did lots of questionable things and secured a solid place inside the faction's trust. Mm-hmm. Well, little known to me that shortly after I told you all this story, and I joined in and got comfortable with these people. I found out that the person I was talking to also had another person that they were in a relationship <gasps> with yes. inside of the faction. And it was a bisexual trans man. Did he have a bigger faction than Ro- you did? <laughs> <laughs> bigger, he had a much bigger influence ranking. <laughs> Actually didn't have an influence ranking at all because it was a trans man. His name was Knox and he uh, was... How do you well, spell that? Know, but he wasn't very... K-N-O-X. And you know what? He wasn't very happy that I was hanging around. Jealous. <laughs> I have a question real quick, just uh, so I have a picture in my head. Okay. You yeah. said it was a he, it, zen, them, were what? It was what you what you see as a man. Okay. But it was but they were a woman. Ten four. Or they were they were born in a can't woman. Assume. And, yeah. They can't went assume. through they went through a transition. I get yelled at, but I didn't so. know this. Because when I got shit from this person, I looked at their profile picture and I was like, oh, it's a dude, got a goatee, everything. He's got kids, all this shit. And he's not that happy that this other person, Phoenix, is giving me all this attention. Phoenix. And uh, yeah, so I found out a little about the little bit about the guy, bisexual, whatever, rainbow flags all over the place. Um. And in a stroke of gamer genius, uh, I decided to employ my very own charms in the direction of Knox to see if I could win him over as well. After all, as I always say, I'm great with the gays. (laughs) I wonder why the mailbag. Dude, it's got to be that facial hair that you have. I know, I know. Anyways, well, it worked wonders, guys. I uh, quickly entered into an online gaming thruple, and I was thrust even higher into the inner circle of this powerful faction that I. I had. like this thrusting. Jesus, do you have a? Yes, I was. Thrusted. Do you have a cool thrusting name? Like, or was your name just Steven in the game? My okay, so. There was Knox, and they kept changing the name. It was like one day it would be like Prince Knox, and then the other day, whatever. And then this other person was like Phoenix, and then she also was like obsessed with chicken nuggets. Phoenix She would switch her name to like Nuggy Queen for a while, and I thought it was about weed because like, you know, like Nugs. But they're like, no, I just like chicken nuggets. And I'm like, okay, I think they're also autistic. But um, I don't know, but like... Wall Street um, bets right there. So anyways, on Reddit. 
My original my original name was like Young Bloods. Oh dang. Weird. Three three three. <laughs> my original name was Hung Blood, because like I just wanted to come off super strong. And then I switched it to what did I switch my name to? They kept calling me Steph because my my my, my name's Steven. And they kept calling me Steph. So I became Lord Steph. The, that was my name for a while. Not Lord Stephanius? No. I want it to be Steph with an F. Yeah, that's what they would call me. So I leaned into it. <laughs> it seems it like throuple. derogatory almost. <laughs> yeah, Steph with them. Yeah. Fuck. The the days. Uh, yeah. Anyways, the days they went on. They went on and on and on, and our relationship flourished. Uh, we had Discord conversations. We did like cool like in game experiences. Uh, we even like uh, audio chatted at some point, and it was all cool. Did you send the penis um, picture? I didn't send any wiener pictures, but I would send like a picture of me trying to be like me trying to be like cute. Like what's up people like trying to be cool, like selfies. And they loved it. Did you show and them your untattooed nipple? I, I, they did see my, tattoos. Oh! <laughs> Jesus. It's getting spicy because yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I leaned into this man. Work it uh, if you got it. And it went great. Like we all were becoming super powerful. And then we entered this phase of the game, which was called like the governor's war, which is like this huge war simulation where your faction fights all these other factions from other cities. And we freaking crushed it because I joined like the biggest one on the the city. So anyways, um, what happened after that? Oh yeah. Everything started. uh, Everything came crashing down. And this one day, this asshole in our faction started talking shit to this other guy. He's like, Hey man, you can't be taking my diamonds, whatever, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And the other person clapped back at him and said that I'll do whatever I want. And then the guy started calling him some really nasty things. And we found out it was like a 13 year old on the group chat. So like everyone saw this conversation. Like, so like in the factions group chat, they started getting into this little squabble and it's stupid to me. This is like a stupid little squabble to me. Like I'm just seeing two people argue. I'm like, dude, guys chill out. What the fuck are you guys stressing out about? But the guy started like calling the one dude like really bad names. And it happened to be like this 13 year old kid. That was a cousin of somebody. And the people that I was in the throuple with were just like extremely pissed off. Cause they were like close to this teenage kid and uh, they're like trying to defend him and stuff. And they said, you know what? We're not dealing with this shit anymore. Come on, everybody. We're leaving. Ooh, so oh. They they like ra- rounded up everybody they were close with and like said, let's go. And they all started leaving the faction. And then they kind of like looked at me like in like this weird way. I'm like kind of in the middle of the road. And they're like, come on, man, let's go. And I'm like standing there hesitant. And I like, kind of like look at them. And then I look back at the faction full of like really powerful people that I kind of want to hang out with more. And I look back at them and I do the triple take and I go, you know what? I'm going to fucking stay here. <laughs> you chose a side. Cause I never really, no, cause I never really liked them in the first place, man. I just used them to get into the guild and then I didn't want to go with them because they're not as strong as the other people's. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> this were, is over. Were, were they so, defending you in the guild at all? Like, like if you, because well, I remember I'd never gone fights with anybody. Well, but you were like a low level. So if they left, I was low level. If they left with the other party members say, Hey, you're too weak to be here. Like would that situation arise? But no, because I had spent so much time with them they're that cool like now. I became really strong. Okay. I became strong. Okay. And, 
at this point they're like, well, aren't you coming with us, Steph? And I'm like, yeah, Steph. nah, I'm good. And I fucking <laughs> stayed. And dude, they got so mad that I stayed. Like they call me Judas. They're yelling Whoa. at me, sending me nasty DMs. And like, I just, they blocked me and I haven't talked to him since. Can you read some of these DMs? <laughs> is it, is it something you can read over the podcast or is it, is, is there, to find is there no humor in them? Like anyone. maybe they were just all too real that it was not worth it. It was just like, wow, I can't believe you're staying there. You know, like I thought you like were close to us. Like, you know, like you don't like, you're really showing your true colors, like blah, blah, blah. This and that. I'm like, look, I just want to fucking win at this game, dude. <laughs> I don't care so what, about the social stuff so, so much. Who, I used who are the to people that actually wanted you to leave? Were they the, the Thrupple? Uh, the people I was so well, Knox and Phoenix were like, yeah, the Thrupple were like really upset about this guy like picking fun at, or making like or talking shit to this teenager, and they rounded up like eight people to bounce, and they're all people that I talked to a lot, and then everybody else that stayed were like just people that had been in the faction for a while, powerful people that were like, yeah, good at the game. And I didn't want to go with them because I knew that they were going to be shit. So I stayed with the powerful but people. And didn't you say? Yeah. Didn't you say the thirteen-year-old like wasn't he the one that started it, or was he the one getting picked on? He kind of. Well, the, like there was some rules, and the the teenage the 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 asshole guy was kind of like breaking the rules a little bit, and then the teenage kid was like trying to like tell him what's what at first. Like you're not supposed to be doing that, and I'm going to take him for myself and. And the other, I don't know, it was just it was really stupid. It was over nothing really important at all. But the other guy started like calling him the N word and the F word and different things that were like, I mean, it was a black dude, so the guy could use that word if he wants to. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, that was that. So we all broke up. That's the newest update in my thing. And I've stayed with all the powerful people. They were really impressed that I stayed. They thought I was going to leave for sure. They like brought me into the top council and now Ooh, I'm a part of the decision making. Top council. And, uh, wow. They rewarded you. Smart choice. Yeah. There's, there's five ranks in the guild and R5 is the leader. There's nobody else as R5. And then I'm R4. Oh, damn. It's like oh. a council, a council of seven people. And yeah. Um, I became really powerful and now I'm fully addicted to this game and I, it's pretty much my life now and it's my identity. What, what so will it take I'm for you to, to lead the council? I'm never going to lead How it. How do you know? I don't want to lead it. Why not? I don't, no, because I don't, because you have to be like fully available to this game. And, and you, you just said like you'd commit your life to it. It's who you are now. I was just, I was, I, I was hyperbole. I was but I, kidding, I think but. Stephen was talking about the real leader right now. I think Stephen said that guy drops like a, there's not the guy that has like an OnlyFans with his wife or something, but he drops a ton of money on the game. Yeah. Okay. So I know a bit more about this game now. And in my city, it the the leader in my city, I mean, they spend a lot of money, maybe like a few hundred to a thousand a week on Jesus. this game. There is an older city with some Korean factions in it, and they spend. They said that the top account in that in that faction has. It's three and a half million dollar account that they have shit. spent three and a half million dollars on their account that there are people out there spending no less than 5,000 a week on. It. It's like, like powerful people, like, you know, people who have dumb money, like Korean, like really rich Koreans, really rich Saudis, people like that. They're just and Russian people. Is it Kim Jong-un? 
<laughs> the third highest the third highest account in the game has the name uh Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and it's like a no, it's a Korean account, but like do the Koreans love this game, dude? They're like so into it. I challenge you and a half million I challenge dollars. you to a race, Stephen. <gasps> Don't do it. Race Don't do for it. What? Whoa. E-race. He said E-race. Either you get to the top of the council or I make $10,000 with my feet on only fans oh <laughs> but i don't i have no interest in being the leader because like, you have to like my leader in my little my little leader right now it's like a chick who lives in florida and she's a mom and she's home all day with her kids and her husband like gives her unlimited budget for the game so she's there to always talk to everybody she's there to always handle all the problems she's there to like work out strategies like i'm not doing that i'm like the guy that signs on at five plays for a couple hours and then boogies like we have uh, a dude in our council that's uh japanese so he plays like while everybody's sleeping so he kind of takes care of like the night shift <laughs> and then we have dude like, it's like around the clock man what game is grand this? mafia it's the grand mafia we need to join it we have a whole group of italians in the guild Whoa. they're just like they work like a different hours a lot of english people there's americans you have Canadian, like one of my best buds on the game is canadian kind of looks like richard <laughs> so so steven now you, you said you wouldn't take over the guild but yeah if you wanted to is there a route to overthrow? Like, could you impeach the guild leader? Like, how, how would that happen? Um, what you would have to do is just uh, get everybody to, like, break off. With oh. you. And then once you don't have the same faction, then you can attack. Like, it's called dropping tags. So you drop the guild that you're in. You start a new one. And then you can start attacking. And you take all that power. Just, like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So there, so there's so literally. We, so that so does that mean did she start the guild? She um, did start it. She was in a bigger one, and they wanted to create like an academy. So there was like an even bigger one that they wanted a like farm system for their faction. So they had her go off and start the farm, and we kind of became powerful enough to do our own thing, and we broke off from that bigger faction. So Stephen, question for you. Uh huh. Do you have any? Do you have any regrets? Or not leaving, or do you still feel exceptionally confident in your decision to stay? Oh no, <laughs> uh, I just I have no regrets. Especially the more I found out about it afterwards, where like these people were cool as like friends, whatever. But like they were like really fucking dramatic about everything, like so annoying, like really bad mental problems. And I have no regrets about leaving them because I don't really feel like dealing with personal don't got time for that. About yeah, like. This is a game. Like we're here to like make a powerful army and like get into like some fighting. How how long ago did you separate from your thuple? Uh, it's been about three months now, but we haven't talked about it. Have they tried to reach out? That that might be what I was saying. The the, Knox Knox messaged me literally last week (laughs) and said, "Hey, it's really important. I need to talk to you." Oh, about how that went. So what did she say? On on Discord, like he messaged me, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, like, okay, let's see what's happening. You know, like, let's, let's get the cheat. Let's get the drama. So I go, what's? Oh my god, what's going on? Like, how are you? Hope you've been doing well. And he's like, okay. So I really need advice. I'm married in real life, and my wife is getting upset because I have a relationship in here. And but my wife is also cheating on me with somebody else, and we have kids together, and all. I'm like, well, oh my god, I just like paragraph after paragraph after paragraph of 
him talking about shit. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Did you respond with the dick pic? <laughs> <laughs> Let me read you a, a, the first thing he said. That's not a no. <laughs> uh, no dick pic. No uh-huh. picking. He says, uh, Steph, it's really important. Can we talk? And I said, yeah. How are you? Not so great. And it's all right, though. How are you? And I said, ah, sorry to hear that, bud. And uh, what's going on? <laughs> I keep trying to get to it. And uh, so my wife and I had an agreement that we would talk with other people to fill that conventional void, you know? But she caught feelings for someone in real life and asked for a sexual open marriage. I'm not into it. And she says she doesn't want a divorce. It feels like she's a bad wife. I don't know how to make her feel better. She cries a lot and we barely talk. <laughs> Like, if it's not about it, then we don't talk. Jesus. She asked to stay friends with the girl and that they both understand that they could be friends, but the girl tends to be depressed if she's with me and not hanging out with her as well. What do I do? Holy shit. I mean, I'm giving her space for the week and I'm trying to be supportive, but honestly, only time she's affectionate is when she feels guilty. Wow. That was a lot to say. I'm sorry. Wow, there's so much to unpack there. Wait. Just laughing. I mean, with, You're just laughing. I mean, with, and I haven't talked to this person for months, and it's just like, what is going on? I'm like, would you say like, before before she broke off, would you feel comfortable enough to have that conversation with her, or was this still a little bit of a stretch on your relationship status? No, no. I mean, uh, like, yeah, when we were in that thruple thing, it was mostly just like flirtatious bullshit like nobody was actually like actually thought they were in a relationship it was just kind of like whatever maybe they were i think uh Knox and the phoenix person were actually like you know had plans to meet up and they were like talking and facetiming and they had each other's numbers and they would send each other stuff like whatever but i was never like on that level with them like i would just be chatting in game what if Knox um, reached out and said hey steve or steph what do they steph, call you lord steph <laughs> say hey steph I booked some tickets to Bora Bora on me. Would you go? Uh, okay. I think I need to show you what this person looks like. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh is, is that how we're going to oh. settle this? Wait, 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 before you share, before you share, answer the question. No. You got to share. All expenses paid. All expenses paid. Free. No. Excellent question. I want to I know the answer. Dude, an, an, I definitely an open would never. relationship never peels out. Hey, is it cool if we like somewhat talk to other people and then, and then the other person gets like involved? You're like, oh, what? I didn't think that was like gonna happen that way. So I didn't want to be rude to him, but I was just like, okay, listen, uh, your wife is in love with somebody else and wants to spend time with that person. Like, you just get the hint and just figure it out. Like, just break it off. And he didn't want to accept that answer, so I was like, I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one, man. So yeah, much drama inside. You should just direct him to the OnlyFans feet page. Sounds like he'll pay me a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I think he would find you very attractive, Ryan. He'd be all about Here's it. There's a coupon to him. <laughs> Wait, so so the so the Knox was a chick. Now she's a dude. She's married to a chick. Yes. And that chick found another chick that she wants to be with. So they Correct. There's is 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 the problem that there was too many chicks there? Is that is that is that where the the problem arose from? Yeah, too much chicks, not enough dicks. Mm, yeah. See, you you were the solution. That's why they reached out to you. Yeah. Yeah. They needed the dick. But now I'm at the point in the game where I'm actually just playing the game. Like I really don't have any weird 
relationships with people. Uh, so boring. But I don't need. I don't need it. Yeah, I know. It's just. It's kind of fun now. It's actually a really fun game. It just. It just costs a lot of money. I mean, you have this. To be competitive, you just have to spend. SpongeBob like, mean. I don't need it. I know. I'm. I'm like wondering at what point I'll delete the game because I don't want to do it forever. Don't do it, Steven. I feel like there's like that. That like time sink fallacy about it. Like oh, I've put so much time and cost into this that I don't want to ever quit it. Oh, no. <laughs> Some cost fallacy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's addiction there for you. So anyways, that's the end of my topic. Just wanted to update all you guys. I knew you all. I get a lot of questions, legitimately get a lot of questions about that gaming segment. Ever Like when that was the second episode. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people go like, so what's that game you play? Uh, so like, what happened with that girl that would like, you know, does Mel know? Does all this stuff like, I'm just like, I'll answer it. I'll, I'll get On the it. podcast, I like <laughs> it. Uh, do you but, bring it up to Mel at all? Do you guys discuss it beforehand? No. So she finds out well, as, I mean, she, as, uh, the, as the episodes come out. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, before I, I, before I did the first time, the first episode, I like told her, I'm like, yeah, that's what I talked about. And then she was like what <laughs> like, no, it's fine. i was like it's fine it's fine it's I'm fine flirting with uh, i'm flirting with trans people to get ahead in a game she's like i don't even who says who, who i would be does? proud of you i'm like i'm a weirdo like oh God, i'm feel so like weird so <laughs> like, proud so proud of you see oh jesus Christ. get to the top of the faction i don't want to be transphobic but jesus <laughs> i'm not transphobic no no not you um, all right, thank you so much, uh, Stephen, for sharing an update on uh, actually one of our, our, our most popular episodes. <laughs> uh, all right, that wraps it up for this uh, episode. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, send us your emails. Uh, you can find all the information in the description. Uh, we'll read it on air. Uh, anything you send, I'll, I'll read it on air. I don't care. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Um, Never pass on the thruple. <laughs> actually, actually, if there's one thing I learned <laughs> from this episode, it's that the coin opians or the coin op cowboys should sleep well at night, knowing that Stephen would not leave us for a better, uh, a better, more intimate uh, podcast. And we should all be appreciative of that effort. Oh, if, uh, what I'm saying is, if there was a more popular financially like sound podcast like i would be out in two seconds yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right with that uh we'll sign off thank you so much good night peace